0: I'm sure many of us have, at one point, stopped and actually wondered about what happens after we die. Where do we go? And everybody has a theory. Some people believe that we simply cease to exist. Others believe that we go back to source energy. And a great majority of the people believe that there is a heaven and a hell. If you are a kind, loving, and compassionate soul, and you live your life here on Earth that way, caring for others, assisting others, and doing good deeds, then the probability of you ascending to heaven after you die is quite high. But on the other hand, if you live your life with the intention of wanting to inflict harm upon others, and or performing evil and or sinister deeds without any remorse whatsoever, then chances are you will be sentenced to hell by a higher source known to many as God. But what about those people who are left in that gray area? What of those who have committed horrendous crimes and had time to reflect and in the end felt and expressed remorse? Where does that leave them? Should they go to heaven? Because they have sincerely felt guilt and remorse for all of their horrible acts or do they go to hell because the crimes against God have already been done many of us have been taught that if you repent and ask for forgiveness God will forgive all it's a little hard to imagine that the worst serial killer, could sincerely ask for forgiveness and spend their afterlife in heaven. This is where, in Catholicism, the belief in purgatory comes into play. Purgatory is a state in which all of the souls who believe in God and wish to be aligned with God go to but need help becoming purified due to all of the harm they have done on their time in Earth. It is said that some saints who have had visions of purgatory claim they would rather suffer the worst fate here on Earth for a thousand years than spend one day in purgatory. You see, purgatory is described similar to hell, but not the cold version of hell, but rather the one with flames, the one where people or evil people are set to burn for an eternity. The main difference is that the people in purgatory actually have hope of one day ascending into heaven. And just really quickly, something that, I wanted to take the opportunity to point out is that when you ask the question, why are these tainted souls burning in fire in purgatory? Well, a little bit of the esoteric information regarding the element of fire is that fire is supposed to be a purifier. It cleanses things. That's why, for example, those who dabble with Ouija boards without knowing anything about them, and believe that they have brought evil into their home, try to do away with them by burning them. Whether they are aware of it or not, it's an attempt to purify something. It's probably the same reason why witches were burned at the stake, right? You were supposed to burn them to purify them of their sins. In fact, fire was considered sacred in ancient times, and was sometimes actually venerated as the goddess. And in many holy places, there were sacred fires that were tended by priestesses and were never allowed to go out. It symbolized the eternal fire of the universe. But back to the topic at hand, so why do these souls need to be purified? Wouldn't? going to confession, absolve you of all of your sin? Well, sure, that's part of it. But it doesn't repair all of the harm that you've done here on Earth. Alright, well, how can these souls mend and repair all of the damage that they've done? Because they can't do anything for themselves. It is said that they depend on us. And there are many different things that you can do to help these poor souls in desperate need of your assistance. But this is usually the part where a lot of people who, again, dabble and don't take their time to learn about them, get into trouble. You see, because the souls of purgatory need your help in order to ascend heaven, they have the capacity And are often willing to help you if you help them. It's kind of like a quid pro quo thing. An exchange. A transaction. A pact, if you will. Made with them. These entities are supposed to help you do a good deed. And in exchange, you help them by offering a prayer or dedicating Mass in their name, because many of them are just one prayer away from Ascension. But because they are in purgatory, they're not limited to just doing good deeds. And unfortunately, there are those who take advantage of the situation and request dark deeds. Many people will ask for protection. For example, I heard an account of a woman who would always pray to them for protection for the family. Her husband would often go out of town to conduct meetings for their own little business. In one of those instances, she was asleep, but was awakened by a whisper that said, Call him. Where she quickly woke up and decided to call her husband. She didn't really want to tell him why she had called him, so she just said that she really missed him and wanted to speak with him for a little bit. He told her that he was just on his way out to go grab a coffee, but would stay in the room for a little bit to talk to her. A few minutes later, he heard gunshots. It turned out that that place where he was going to go grab coffee from had been robbed at gunpoint and a few people had died. And so, if it hadn't been for her phone call, he may have been one of the victims. And just like that, there are others who ask for money, healing miracles. If someone's in the hospital or if someone's extremely ill, you can ask them to help you heal your loved one. And or love, which tend to be the most popular requests. But of course, there are other things that you can ask them for. But whatever it is that you request of them, just make sure you keep your end of the bargain. Because if they help you get what you asked for, and you don't hold your end of the bargain, they are known to haunt you and torture you in the most frightening ways possible. Until you do what it is you said, you are going to do for them. They will make you see apparitions. They will make you hear voices. You will hear loud noises in the middle of the night. They will cause paranormal activity in your homes. They will hide things from you. And they will even give you nightmares. But probably... The worst of all, is that you might even experience their physical touch. For example, another popular request is asking them to help you wake up in the mornings, especially if you have to get up earlier than what you're used to. There was a story I heard of a guy who had a job interview the very next day, and had to wake up very early in the morning the next day, at 6 a.m. He set his alarm on his phone, but didn't trust it, because he said he had a very heavy sleep, and he usually has to set various alarms in order to wake up in the morning, and even so, sometimes he sleeps right through them. So he figured he would ask the souls of purgatory to help him wake up at 6 a.m. on the dot. He said, if you help me wake up at 6 a.m. on the dot the very next day, I will offer you three Our Father prayers. As he went to bed, he began praying, but fell asleep right in the middle of the second prayer. The next thing he knew, he was awakened by the sensation of various hands all over his body. At the same time, he realized he was experiencing a sleep paralysis episode. He couldn't speak and couldn't move. He felt the sensation of a hand putting pressure on his forehead and on his chest. All he could think of doing was telling those spirits telepathically that if they released him, he would pray for them before the day was over. And as soon as he thought that, He felt the pressure subside and was able to regain movement. He had gone about his day, and when he finally got back home at night, he went to his room, and before he could turn on the lights, he saw a quick shadowy figure movement in his room. He turned on the lights, and there was nothing. He then sat on his bed and felt the pressure on his bed, as if someone was sitting down next to him. It was then when he began to pray and was able to complete his end of the bargain. He said that experience alone made him that much more of a believer. And if he ever asks for anything again, he will make sure to complete his end of the bargain as soon as possible. And just like him, There are so many others who ask the souls of purgatory for help, and in exchange, you can offer the rosary prayer, or as mentioned before, you can dedicate a mass in their name. You can perform a good deed and give it as an offering. You can light a candle, although it is said that because these souls are in purgatory, they're not worthy of having a whole candle lit in their name. So it should only be lit for a little while or no more than half of a candle. You can also offer them candy, cigarettes, and water. The majority of spirits often appreciate water, but these spirits in particular, because it is said to help with the heat and quench the thirst from being in purgatory. And one other thing about offerings is that whatever you're asking for, your offering should be something equivalent or as great as what it is that you are asking for. For example, if you're going to ask to heal someone who is closer to death than life, then you might want to sacrifice your time in prayer every single night for the next couple of months, dedicate at least one mass in their name, and perhaps light a few candles as well. Here's another example. A couple of years ago, I used to work at a bookstore. And inside this bookstore, they had a cafe. You can probably guess the bookstore. It's still around. And you can probably guess the brand of coffee they serve. But that's not the point. And when I started working there, I started out in the cafe area. And every Sunday there would be an older lady that would come in and buy a $25 gift card. And she would tell us to use the gift card on the few next people that would come in and order their coffee. So the next few people after her would always get a nice surprise because their coffee would technically be on the house. And this lady would remind us not to tell anyone who had actually purchased this other person's coffee. Because we noticed a pattern with this lady every weekend, one of my coworkers asked her, why do you do this? And she said her husband had gotten really sick. And she had asked the souls of purgatory to help her heal her husband. Well, her husband ended up recovering. And this was part of her offering. You know, it's interesting, we don't normally think of religion as being associated to the paranormal, but it's very paranormal, especially when you think about the majority of the biblical stories. But what's even more interesting, many Catholics who engage in these practices are most likely unaware that they are practicing necromancy, the art of communing with the dead. This is part of the reason why I sincerely enjoy sharing all of my findings and information with you guys so that I can hopefully enlighten you a little bit and you can start piecing stuff together for yourself. And this way, if you choose to partake in a certain ritual, or a certain activity, or a certain practice, you're not mindlessly doing it anymore. It's having that background information, knowing the purpose, and basically reclaiming your own power. So, if you remember on a previous episode that I made called Necromancy, you'll have learned that there are three major reasons why one perform necromancy and that is to one gain knowledge and or information of the past present and or future and spirits can help out with this because they are no longer tied to this earthly plane they are in another realm in the spiritual realm secondly one performs necromancy to create illusions with the help of spirits and lastly to manipulate the will of others. One can call on spirits to help influence others into doing your bidding, right? So they can help influence that person that you're obsessed over into looking into your direction. They can help influence them into giving you the attention that you want from them. In another instance, they can help influence your supervisor into giving you that promotion. These are all very primal and materialistic examples, but you get the idea. The majority of those who consciously perform necromancy do it for those reasons and with those intentions. It's usually for knowledge, treasure, and or quote-unquote love very rarely would it be for one's own spiritual ascension. So, if the thought about asking these souls of purgatory for help or assistance with something happens to cross your mind, just remember to make sure you keep your end of the bargain. But hey, if you've already had an experience with these entities, let me know. I would really like to hear your experience. Send me an email at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. And or you can find me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb and or on TikTok. Same handle, lauralavender.mb. And don't forget to check out the website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. And don't be shy, you can use the SpeakPipe on the website and leave me a quick message and your thoughts about the show, if you like it, what you like about it, what you don't like about it, and or if there are any other topics that you want me to talk about. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.